What's up, beautiful souls? It's Candy, your spiritual bestie, and I'm back with another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. Hey, guys. Um, I'm back. I took a little bit of a break um, to wrap up some projects. This year has been really, really busy for me, and I had some big goals at the end of the year, and I'm happy to say that I have wrapped up the last of my 2020 goals for this year. Um, one of those things being redoing my website and transferring things from pineapplesunday.com over to the spiritualbestie.com. I had Pineapple Sunday when I first started before I even got into spiritual work. And that website just went with me. It joined me on the journey and it served its purpose. I loved it. It has um, allowed me to make some beautiful connections around the world with people. But I wanted to transition things over to the spiritualbestie.com and I've been able to do that. So that's complete. The website has a brand new look. Go check it out. It's beautiful. I love it. It's dope. And I have some new and amazing products in the store. Um, some protection pieces as far as jewelry goes. Um, some abundance candles. Some affirmation candles. And yes, one of the last projects though that I wrapped up this year, actually the last project that I wrapped up this year was my um, planner and journal for 2021. And the planner and journal, I actually originally released my first creative work as the planner and journal back in 2019, the end of 2018 going into 2019. And there were some things that I saw that I liked um, that worked with it after creating it. But there were some things that I felt like I could really improve on. And so I went to work to do that and give that a facelift and improve on that process as well. One of the things that I realized this year was that had I not gone through the journey of really keeping it real with myself, and being honest with myself about where I was as a procrastinator, I would not have been able to get to the place where I was able to accomplish all of my goals in 2020. And for a lot of people, I know 2020 has been a very challenging year, but for me, it has been a, a year of strong foundational building. It's been a year for me of restructuring and really just um, working on kind of putting the pillars on the building of my life and I already see now that the work that I did this year the dedication and commitment that I made um, and I fought through some of those moments but the dedication and commitment that I made allowed me to be able to set some things in place that will walk with me as I grow more and evolve more on this journey but going back to my point had I not been honest with myself and kept it real with myself about the fact that I had a problem and I was really a procrastinator doing nothing accomplishing nothing getting nothing done I felt like I was on a losing team I felt like I had all these ideas in my head and I just felt pulled in so many different directions I didn't have direction so I really felt like I don't know what to do. I don't know what I should be doing or where I should be going. So I would be chasing the money here, chasing this over there, and none of it was really panning out in the way that I expected it to. When I stopped and really just looked at myself and was honest with myself and, and approached myself with a level of love 
Because honesty with ourselves is an act of love. I'm not talking about emotionally abusing ourselves and talking down on ourselves, but really looking at ourselves and being honest and saying like, I'm not living at my highest potential. That is self-love. So in me taking the opportunity to do that and really having an honest look at myself, an honest conversation and really owning my faults and really just saying like, okay, this is what I need to do in order to be better, to do better and to um, to experience more. So I began to do those things. And that is how Stop Stalling on Your Dreams was born because that was the that was the things that I had learned and the insight and wisdom I had gained over the years as I worked through and past being a procrastinator. So with the planner and journal, what's unique about the planner and journal that I create is the fact that it marries your everyday planner with some spiritual aspects. So at the beginning of the planner, you have your retrogrades for all of 2021. So if you want to keep up with those things, if you want to learn more about retrogrades, and you want to try to get a little bit more into astrology kind of like those are kind of the first places after you learn about your sun sign people kind of go into the retrogrades and learn a little bit about retrogrades and they really have things to offer us you know lessons and insights and so i've laid that out for you guys for 2021 with all of the dates the signs that they're in as well as the work that you want to do during that time period i also have for you guys a new moon calendar and a full moon calendar so we have that and there are journal pages in it there are also um there's a space every month a beautiful space with a beautiful background picture um and some space for you to set your new moon intentions as well as a space for you to write out what you're releasing during that full moon cycle it has the dates on it so you know when to come and work through that section and it's still a planner though because it is very goal-centered and goal-oriented in the fact that there is a space at the beginning of the year for you to write your big goals and things that you know you need to get done in order to accomplish those goals so for example if you want to buy a house you know that one you need to find a house Two, you need to get make sure that your credit is in order, that you have the finances available um, to purchase the house. And you know all the steps. There are steps that you need to take. And sometimes as we begin taking those steps that we're aware of, the other things come along the way. And that's cool. You know, we work through those things. But at the beginning of the year, there's a space for your big goals for the, for the whole year, like the major things you want to accomplish that year. And then every month, you're going to break those things down into smaller, sizable goals. So in January, there's another diagram where you're going to write January's goals. January's goals should be reflective of your 2021 overall goals. So when you write those out, you're able to then create a a map, a plan for yourself on how you're going to get this done. And then you check in in the middle of the month. There's There's a page in the middle of the month for you to check in, for you to evaluate your progress, your behaviors, your actions, your thoughts. There's space for you 
to write affirmations every week. There's a space for you to, you know, write other notes for yourself. There's a space every month for you to reflect on the previous month and to also make note of important dates. There's also, um, I do have like a smaller calendar every month that kind of is a snapshot and it shows you what the full moon, what the major moon cycles. So you have your full moon, your new moon, and you know, your quarter moons. So I walk you through the aspects of goal setting, but also keeping you connected with some of those spiritual things and really making sure that as we journey through the year, we're, we're able to track and see our progress. For me, that changed things so much because once I started utilizing a planner and really getting myself organized, I saw that I accomplished so much more. When I started setting my goals down on paper, I started to see so much more of my hard work paying off. And sometimes it's planting the seeds. Sometimes, you know, what we kind of get mixed up with is that we don't necessarily get the fruit the same day we plant the seed, okay? So sometimes that seed takes a while to germinate and you have to have patience for that process. But working with a planner and working, um, you know, checking in with yourself and journaling and staying spiritually grounded really does help the process. It helps ease the frustration because personally for me, I know some of the things that I would like to see flourished um, by now in my life. I understand the journey and I understand that I have to definitely be patient, you know, and that has changed. I've changed so much um, since I started my spiritual journey. I've grown so much, but I know that there's so much more for me to do. And I want to remind you guys of the quote that Erica Badu once said, write it down on real paper with a real pencil and watch shit get real. And that's exactly how it is. My life changed once I started putting things on paper. And that's why the books that I create, I always try to make pieces of creative works that are useful to you to your growth but also get you to put that pencil or that pen on that paper because that process of writing of connecting with the paper in that way of taking look at it like this it's like magic you're taking your thoughts and you're literally transferring your the things that are just on the inside of your head you're transferring that onto paper and making it something visible creation and creativity is is magic because it may it takes the things that are really in your spirit and in your mind's eye that you're seeing and it allows you to put those things down on paper in some way in some form or bring it to life in some way or some of, of some form excuse me so it's a beautiful process to watch and to be a part of so i just wanted to share that with you guys you know, in 2021, I really want you guys to say yes to yourself more. And I don't mean saying yes to every way the wind blows you, but really saying yes to your truest, deepest desires. This week, um, the email message video that I shared with my email subscribers um, had 
the message of surrendering to your desires. And the next card that came up was a card of expansion. So it showed the connection between us surrendering to our desires and as a result, expanding. Um, if you guys are not on my email list, just go to either the link in my bio on my website, I'm on, excuse me, on Instagram. And there's actually a direct link to join my email list, or you can send me an email at candy at the spiritual Let me know that you want in on the email list. Um, another way that you guys can join the email list is directly on my website. I actually have a freebie right now um, available. It's a free meditation guide. So if you're more interested in meditation, you want to kind of get a, a little bit of a deeper knowledge on meditation, go to my website, thespiritualbestie.com and join my mailing list and you will receive a free meditation guide. So I want you guys to say yes to yourself more this year though. Um, and going into 2021 and start by saying yes to listening to your heart and what your spirit has to say and really allow yourself to sit for a moment sometimes we don't understand the messages that we receive so we have to take a pause and really ask ourselves like what does this mean where is this coming from and be patient enough to wait on the answer the answer is not always just you know popped right back at you sometimes spirit wants to take us on a journey so that it can reveal certain things to us to make the message make sense okay so start by listening to your heart and to your spirit meditate on a daily basis stay in meditation continue to allow that practice which may look different for different people sometimes meditation is as you'll see in today's episode breath work um meditation can be found through dance meditation is wherever you put yourself that your soul and your mind and your spirit finds calm quiet peace and serenity so that is what meditation does for you and so any activities that put you in that state are meditative activities okay also another way to say yes to yourself is just by acknowledging the purpose that your life has and then doing something about it that is how you can say yes to yourself more and I really want you guys to take your goals seriously, take yourself seriously, practice self-love and self-care by saying yes and by being authentic with yourself and not just glazing over things that make you feel uncomfortable, okay? I love you guys. We're going to get into today's episode. It's a beautiful conversation that I had with another beautiful queen in the spiritual community, um, Stacy, and she is the Braving Wanderer. She's going to share some of her story, her experience, which I found, what we found during our conversation really paralleled a lot. And I felt that connection when I ever first came across her on Instagram. I don't even honestly know how I came across her on Instagram. But when I found her page, I immediately was like, this energy is very familiar feeling. And it felt good to my soul and to my spirit. So... Um, we connected, she reached out, wanted to, um, have a discussion with me and, and do a sisterhood dialogue. So we set that up and this is the result of today's episode. Episode 310, the power of breathwork with special guest, Stacy, the Braving Wanderer. 
What's up, beautiful souls? It's Candy, your spiritual bestie, back with another episode of Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. And today I have Stacy with me. Stacy is an energy worker. She does um, specializes in breath work and just overall energy healing. Stacy, welcome in. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. To be here is just a complete honor. Um, Yes, my name is Stacey Babby. I am the founder of Raving Wander. Um, And even before that, I was a traveler, a consistent student. Like I'm always learning, whether it was an actual school or just outside of of the classroom. I've just always been someone who loves to learn. Um, I didn't grow up in this spiritual world in the context of like meditation and breath work and all of that stuff. I didn't. I grew up in a Christian background. Um, I'm a first-generation American, so my parents were born and raised in West Africa, Cameroon specifically. So my household was really based in religion. And my journey like to where I am now really consists of a lot of like growth and healing through being, let me say quote unquote, stuck in like the a Christian box, of, you know. Um, so from traveling and being able to experience like life outside of America, I lived in Thailand for three years, traveled all over Southeast Asia. I've really come to like learn what spiritu- spiritual, uh, spirituality is for me. Um, and I founded Brave and Wander after having my spiritual awakening, which opened my eyes to you know a world that I never really knew and opened my eyes to my purpose, to be honest. I've always wanted to be a teacher in some sort. That's what I was doing in Thailand. And I've always been like a mentor. But after my awakening, it was just made clear to me that I'm meant to be doing this like through healing and through spirituality. And so it's been a beautiful journey, like coming from where I was to where I am now and being able to pass on everything I've learned to the younger generations, which is something that I'm going to continue doing for the rest of forever. Um, I feel like it's my mission to bring healing to, you know, the youth, especially the black youth. I think that's beautiful because I think that we're all like on this healing journey, but just because we're on this journey and even just because some of us are healers in one respect or another does not mean that we know it all about healing or that we specialize in every area of healing. So I think it's great when we can collaborate and come together and pool together to be a collective resource to the community so that if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I really need this or I need that. I can say, Oh, let me cook you up with Stacey. Let me hook you up with this one. You know? And I see that there's a lot of there. There are two sides to the spiritual community and the black community as a spiritual community where it seems like there's a real struggle for people to really actually come together collectively. Like we talk about it. But then when it comes to actually supporting one another, especially women supporting women in these arenas, I see that we are falling really short on that. And especially as women of color, whether it be, and I say women of color because we can be black women, be from, you know, different areas and people identify differently. But as black women, I find that they're the real, when the rubber meets the road, the unity we really fall short on really actually supporting one another and i love seeing you know people like yourself that really are about community and sisterhood and healing collectively so and those are my pillars community and sisterhood because first off i was raised my cousins my sister we are like this 
because yeah. that's how we were raised in general. So forever and always, I'm always about sisterhood. I'm always about community and coming together. I made community a pillar of Brave and Wander because it was really important for me to find a sacred space. Growing up and wanting to share certain things or learn certain things, I, you know, sometimes felt like I didn't have that, you know, and it made me stay like within myself and not talk to people. And so I want to make sure I'm creating a space where you can come and you can come and we can gather and we can speak and I can learn from you, you learn from me and we all walk away with a bit of a bit more healing than, you know, what we came into the circle with. It's really important for me to like open up that space and again, bring me back to what you're saying to black women because there's just so many different levels to spirituality and we all, you know, have our own definition, but the underlying message is oneness and it is love and it's that understanding and saying, you might see it differently, I might understand it differently, but let me learn from you and you learn a bit from me and like, let's walk away knowing that we're better people because of that conversation. Right, and, and that we can share this space. There is room at the yes. table for exactly. all of us to exist. Um, so I love that. I love that. So you kind of like talked about not about growing up in a Christian household. That was my background was the same. At what point, like how old were you um, when you just kind of went through your journey of really discovering what spirituality looked like for you? And then how did your family react to you coming out of the spiritual closet, as I say? So my, my family's still reacting. Let's just say that. They're still reacting. I am, I just turned 32 last month. And this shift began to happen like high school. So like, let's say 13 years old, 14 years old. It's when I started um, going to, I went to an all girls high school and it was a private high school, Catholic high school. So that was one thing. And around that age is when I started to come out to my friends and maybe I was just saying, oh, I'm bi or, you know, trying to play it off. But it was when I started to show bits and pieces of myself. And just coincidentally around that time is when I started to question Christianity. Um, we went to church every weekend. My grandfather was a pastor and, you know, everyone in my family is very like, go to church, read the Bible, went to private school my whole life, Catholic school. And so I started questioning it, especially going to school, you know, in high school. And then I started, you know, slowly but surely, every so often, Sundays, I'm not going today. So Sunday school, I'm, you know, maybe just not now. And after my sophomore year, I requested that I not go to Catholic school anymore. And I literally got on my knees and, like, begged my parents. I'm like, can I please just go to our public school? And after, like, a long summer fighting, my dad was like, you know, my younger sister was going to high school. He was like, might as well just send them both to public school. And it's, that's when I really started to, like, pull away from it and once I got to college forget it church what bible what and at some point I started to call myself an atheist because I didn't know what I believed and I didn't know that whatever I was taught was true or not right so I just I don't believe anything and you know I'm not attaching myself to anything it did take me down a, a, a road of darkness I'm gonna say that um, I'm not gonna say it's because I pulled away from the church I think it's because I pulled away from myself because I closed off from learning anything about God in any sense I really um, stepped away from the truth of who I was and that road of darkness from college and onwards until I started traveling on my own before I started to see the light, before I really started to know like who I really was deep down. When you say darkness, can you elaborate a little bit more about like what your experience was like? So, you know, 
you attract what you know your energy is so i was attracting like the worst relationships and even though i had come out you know a little bit here and there to people i was still dating guys that was me hiding my truth so i was aligning to like these really horrible relationships like abusive relationships and the friendships i was having you know they weren't they were toxic and um eating habits and just self-love was what is self-love i don't even know if i understood the true meaning of self-love until like i got to like mid-20s i didn't even know it was like a thing so a lot of like hating myself and because of that you align to that right so people who aren't going to change right people who aren't going to see value in who you are so therefore i continue to not see value in who i was you know only call further calling in more people who do the same thing to me yeah 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 so you came out like twofold you came out of the spiritual closet and the closet closet (laughs) girl at one time was this like a one and done like you know what let's get it all put it on the table i don't know what it was honestly because even at that point i was like it's too much like i'm tired i'm tired right but you get to a point where you're like you just can't not live your truth you don't want to do anything else but be exactly who you are yeah but at that time it's so hard to like figure that out mm-hmm. i was already going through an identity crisis because being first generation i'm raised in an african household but i leave my home and go to a mostly all-white school girl weekend, i'm with like my friends who are like people of color so it's like who am i first of all girl i'm now and i'm going away from church but i still don't know who i am so many levels to this identity crisis so it was a it was a lot of things going on at the same damn time a lot i know how that feels i also went to private school almost my entire education and you deal with you deal with that really subtle racism you deal with the harsh grades on your paper just to not allow you to be top of the class you deal with the act with people treating you like you're invisible okay. adults and we're talking about adults working with children right that's what i was gonna say it's not even the the students it's the people who are teaching exactly absolutely but then the kids whose parents also you know carry around that little monkey on their back don't want to invite you to their house for you know so you're you end up for me i was like the only black girl in my classes almost all the time that's all I know, being the only black girl. You know, all I know. So, so either you're the token and you're being invited places just so they can have someone black and whatever, or you're being completely ignored. Yeah, and let's be honest, it wasn't that cool to be a sprinkle in, in the mix. You know, everybody wasn't trying to have diversity on their checklist. So, you know, dealing with that, that is, that was, there was a lot of psychological stuff that I have had to undo over the years. And I just recently went through another healing phase of undoing and unrooting some of those um, some of those roots that were planted in me because there were things like, you know, you don't realize it as a child when adults are saying certain things to you, but you then develop this complex about yourself. And you're like, well, where did this come from? Yes. You know? And yeah, then you start- actually what I'm going through currently as you're saying that you're you just i'm unpacking right now so i just moved back home um from i was in thailand and bali and because of covid they were like shutting down borders and like i just had to like come home really quick but i haven't lived i'm currently my parents and i haven't lived here for five years 
So as I'm coming back home in COVID, so have to be at home, can't really go nowhere. I really, there's so much to unpack. And in this moment, I'm literally still unpacking. I just started seeing a therapist and for the first two sessions, she was like, you keep talking about your parents and like your child. I'm like, I, that's where all of that, this is. Yeah. This all of it, it's still there. Yeah. There's so much to like. That's where most everybody's stuff is, you know? Yeah. That's what I can't talk about, you know, the school I went to and like the students, you know, my classmates and, you know, my experience going to an all-girls school and being bullied. And I actually just told my mom, I don't know if she remembered, but I'm like, remember I told you I was being bullied at that school, you know, and that had a lot to do with why I wanted to go to private, uh, public school rather. And at that time for her, it was like television. She was like, gotta go to Catholic school so you can get you know get to this college and da, da, da. so anything outside of that she wasn't understanding mm-hmm. but as an immigrant as a foreigner to this country sometimes they don't can't really see all that stuff mm-hmm. so the bullying and like the eating disorders and all of these things I'm still like coming to terms with and like really learning how to like heal from address it like and you know face it head on to be able to like tackle it yeah that's a brave thing um, because it, it's not easy. Not. It takes still a lot of tears, a lot of um, not wanting to hold, you know, have any resentment towards my, my parents. Understanding that my parents are people. That's something I'm just learning. My parents Girl. are people. Yes. <laughs> my parents are people. Yes. I. <laughs> I told you know what and and I know that we're gonna have some continuing conversation because our um because of the parallels in our journeys I'm gonna tell you I had to finally come to peace with some things when my parents you know being the daughter of a minister um you know a lot of parallels wow mm-hmm. my mother is a first generation um, non-immigrant so my grandmother was an immigrant um but dealing with the whole Christianity and your parents you know it really like enforcing this on you and not really allowing the exposure it's something normal a lot of people either you were raised in the church or you really just didn't go um but a lot of people within our generation do have at least some sort of Christianity influence in their background and I had to finally come to the place where I was just like you know what and I had this conversation with my mom and it was like, I finally understand that you gave me the best that you had. Yes. It didn't always make sense. It didn't always work for me. But at the end of the day, I can say thank you because I know that you gave me the best of what you had, no matter where you were in your life. And you were still a 20 something, 30 something year old trying to figure your life out with three kids. So okay, my three kids as well. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yes, no, this is crazy. Right, this so, is our first conversation, y'all. So we are really like connecting. I am living for this because we could. I'm looking at the time like we can go on forever. We will just sit here chatting. Um, yeah, my mom was going to pharmacy school when she had me. Literally, she was going into labor as she was taking an exam. So her whole life has been us as she's trying to discover this country as and so there was no time to discover who she was Mm -hmm. so she couldn't raise us maybe the way she would have hoped to she only raised us the way she knew how to because of what she saw but how do you then differentiate 
raising kids in Africa, Cameroon, or raising kids in America. And you can't really. Yeah. Especially when she came here with her whole community. And if everyone is doing that, she can't deviate from that plan. That's all they know. So yeah. really looking at my mom saying, you know what? I really, I can't be mad at you. At least not anymore. I was before. And we've had those talks. I've sat her down and I'm, you know, this is why I couldn't communicate with you. And this is why I pulled away. Or this is why I didn't want to be at home. You know, a lot of my traveling was me. I'm not going to lie. It was me running. I don't want to be at home. I got to go. I need to go see things. I cannot be in this toxic, dysfunctional um, setting. Even though they are not dysfunctional people, the combination of the two is very dysfunctional. Yeah. And so I was running away from that. But being here now and really not having anywhere to go, it's almost like the universe was like, you need to sit your ass down and have these conversations with your parents. Mm-hmm. My dad is retired from the UN, so now he's home. My mom's taking care of uh, my grandmother who said, now she's home. Both of my younger sisters are not home. The universe is like, Stacy, this is up to you. It's between it's, you and yeah. your parents deal with this right now. Or, you know, right, now. That's what it right now. Right now. Sit down. Right now. Yeah, sit down. Stop <laughs> running. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. But sound like you ran away to some beautiful places. What were your experiences like um, traveling the globe and just kind of, you know, wandering and existing? Brave and wander. A lot of that came from the fact that I just love to travel. But for me, the traveling was more than just seeing places. It's really like discovering people and like food and culture and all of that. I love that. Like I live to travel. I live to like explore. Um, but you know, I started off traveling younger with my my family. You know, my parents are coming from here. We're all over the place, so definitely traveling a lot. But once I started going out on my own, the, my first trip solo trip was a volunteer trip to Tanzania and I was there for two months and I was volunteering and that's when I realized that um, the world was just so much bigger than me and bigger than my family and any problems that we may have had at the time Um, and when I started to realize that my purpose was one with kids like you can you'll never not see me like working with kids in any capacity from mentoring to being a nanny teacher I've done it all with kids um but just, you know, building these relationships. I have families all over now because of the way I travel. And then, you know, getting to go to Thailand and living, living there for three years. One of my favorite places was Cambodia. And maybe people, a lot of people won't understand that, but so taking it back a bit, my uh, as my dad was working for the UN, like very early on, one of his first missions was in uh, Cambodia during the Khmer Rouge um, genocide. So when I went back, I was able to go to the killing field and I would call my dad and be like, this is where we are. And he would like name buildings and, you know, say, are you here? Are you there? Do you see this? And so being able to experience things like that is so, so special for me. And Cambodia will always have a place in my heart because seeing those things firsthand, um, it really touches you. But, um, yeah, traveling is something that is just always with me. I can't even say like what my top country is, to be honest. I've been to so many beautiful places. Thailand has really become my home, but I've learned a lot even in Bali. Bali is where I did my sound healing training and where I met with, where I started to really meet other healers and people who did this kind of work and people outside of America. So the more I travel, the more I find myself. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Uh, you are like speaking to my soul right now, girl, because... Yeah, that is that is my that's what I feel like I want to do when I'm 
go to my next level of my personal journey is just travel and connect with different healers and things like that. How did you handle traveling by yourself though? Because, you know, single life female, just going in these foreign countries, you know, how do you... The funny thing is, like, I, I didn't think, I, I don't know that I thought about it. And I don't know that I was ever, like, alone. Like, yes, I got on the plane alone. But, like, in the case of, like, Tanzania, we had family friends there. So even though I was going to volunteer, I spent a lot of time with our family friends, people who I knew growing up and, you know, who had just moved over there. Um, so I, I had a, a home over there, you know, people who knew me and who would, like, protect me should anything happen. When I went to Thailand, by that time, I was like, I think I'll be fine. I went with, I didn't, I, I mean, I went alone, but I was doing a, what do you, what you call it? Like an organization. So I got there and we had orientation. It was like a hundred other people. So I was never like truly alone. Like I went on the mission alone really, but I went on a mission to kind of like, I wanted to find my people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, yeah, never really alone. So it, stuff like that, like never, never scared. I can pack up right now and go to Mexico and, you know, not feel any, I don't want to feel like I, you know, I need protection or, you know, it's not safe or whatever the case may be. I just feel very comfortable what are some of your tips for like taking precaution as you travel alone because i'm sure you have some things that you just do as a safety measure for yourself when you're traveling language a lot of people a lot of times people will think um you don't know anything because you look different so you don't know the language i always make sure i know a few things whether it's food Um, transportation or just basic conversation know something that way at least you can if you're hearing something or you know you want to say something um you don't seem so separated from from the group that's always really helped me because when someone hears that i'm speaking their language it really allows them to take me on family so anything else like i could have all the books and all the notes and all the safety stuff but nothing has helped me more than learning the language a few words alone will open someone's heart and be like, oh, okay, at least she wants to learn. Let me yeah. bring her in. Let me help her out. Let me take her out. Yeah. I agree. Cause girl, I don't speak Spanish, um, very well, but when I was in Mexico, I was like, okay, I got to get this together because it was just me and my friend. And you notice a different, a change in energy, even when yes. you speak someone's language because they say okay well we're not so different right. you know you at least are and trying it, to connect it shows them that you care mm-hmm. I've traveled and well, I've met so many people while traveling who don't give a shit about the people who live in that country not to learn their language their faith or food anything and I'm like what's the point if you know if you want to go to a beach go to Florida, go to Miami, go to Cali. But, you know, we're here to explore and learn. And how do you get to know a country if you don't know their people? And the first way to know their people is through their language. Yeah. Because yeah. once you say something, I promise you, start saying stuff and people invite you to go sit down and eat. Oh, let me take you around. Let me, you know, because now you're part of the family. That is Now, special. anywhere I go, I'm part of the family because I want, I want to speak to you. I want to learn from you. And I want to be able to walk away and know that like, I have a piece of this country with you and not say, oh, you know, the beaches were nice. You know, I'm, I'm not, no shade to anyone else who does that, but that's just not my type of traveling. I like to get down and dirty, you know, uh, yes, convenience, but also, you know, a lot of that convenience takes you away from the people. And I want to be with the people that 
yeah yeah i totally agree that's that's how i like to kick it i want to go to you know all of the real authentic spots you know the tourist spots are nice but i really want to go in and see how the people really live because that tourist area is a different vibe than what you're going to get when you go into the community of whatever country you're going into and they really appreciate that stuff. They don't, they're not asking for much. They just want to make friends just as much as you do. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to say, you know, hey, I have a friend in America. You know how many people come to me like, oh, I can't now. I know that if I could go to New York and New Jersey, I have someone I can call up. That's really special to me. To be, you know, for people to say, if I ever come to the States, I'm going to come see you. That's really special. Because yeah. they then uh, they begin to learn how, how big the world is. Because for a lot of them, they just know that small area of wherever they're from. You know, but speaking to them allows them to see like the depths of you know the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, so, kind of going back to spirituality, do you practice like any specific organized um, spirituality? What is kind of like where are you in your journey um, right now? Is, are you like in a religion, or are you just free spirit? Is what I call it. Very free spirit. I'm very whatever feels good for my soul right now. Excuse me. Sometimes I'll find myself in meditation like a few times a day, like consistently. But then, you know, after a while, maybe it's breath work, maybe it's yoga, something else. Like I like to explore all elements of spirituality when I, when it, you know, that time comes up. Um, I'm very much like a go with the flow type of person. What feels good in the moment. Um, sometimes I use crystals, sometimes I don't. Um, I found that limiting myself really can then like block me off from actually doing the work because if I felt like oh I have to meditate at at some point I'm gonna feel like you know what it becomes a chore it becomes a chore Mm -hmm. so you gotta do what you feel in the moment like feel it out whatever feels good is what I do yeah I definitely feel like you know for me what worked for me um was when I first started meditating doing it regularly and then allowing my spirit to basically let me know when it needs meditation because sometimes I can meditate like you said multiple times a day and then there are times when I go without meditating for a week yeah and then I get back into it or I find myself in meditative states in different places it's not necessarily me sitting in front of my altar all the time it started to transition and change into me being in a state of tranquility and peace in different settings and different areas so I really agree. learned that when I started going outside a lot. You, if, as long as the weather's nice, you gonna find me outside. To the point where my sister's like, yeah, yeah. come on, get, get in the house." Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just always outside because when I'm outside, I can just slip into that space without really having to like, you know, like you zone out and get into um, child. You know, I don't have to do all of that. Just kind of quiet down and become really mindful and aware. And for me, that's like a really deep point of meditation because when I get there and I'm just in nature and I zone out I could be there forever so definitely like understanding that meditation means like different like many different things to different people yeah it really does it really does and with our journeys and that's why I love having conversations like this because with our journeys um it's spirituality isn't a one-size-fits-all it's not a cookie cutter so I think that the important thing is being open enough to explore and touch different things because you don't find out what really is for you and what you're interested in until you expose yourself to it. I know when I was in college, like 
I used to think I hated like art, you know, but when I was in college, I actually had to take an art course and learn to identify pieces and time frames in which, you know, certain pieces were created and go to museums and do all that stuff. And I was like, I love this shit. This is like, that was really one of my favorite classes that I took in college and did not want to take it. But it was it's not until you really touch things and start tapping into different things that you begin to figure out like this works for me. It works. And it's um, something I really emphasize, you know, as just part of Brave the Brave Wander platform. And that's all that Brave and Wander, like exploring and not being afraid to like go there. No matter what it is, not being afraid to step out of your comfort zone and really explore, you know, your expansiveness and really tap into things that you didn't think that you would like and tap into things that are very unfamiliar to you, you know, Um, because there's just so much beauty in the unknown. And a lot of us, myself included, you know, even up until recently, it's just so afraid to go there, open that door that, you know, you don't know what's behind it, but then you open it and it's like, oh, okay. That's all that was. I it thought it was going to cool. be a monster in this closet, you know? <laughs> right, right. You you are so right about that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about like the work that you do, because you do breath work, you um, do chakra work, um, you work with manifestation, mindfulness, intention. When I came across your page originally, I was like, oh, I could just feel the vibe off of your stuff. Like it was so that. sincere and just really like... I, you a, a real per, a person that's really connected spiritually can always recognize souls even through the internet. Oh, that's such a beautiful. On my birthday, so my birthday was like literally like a month ago. Um, oh, happy I was belated. getting a lot of those. Thank you. I was getting a lot of those messages um, from people who message me every single year. All of a sudden, it's Stacy. Like I just want to tell you that speaking to you like really changes my life and you know happy birthday from like a cousin Stacy like your soul is just so bright and keep shining from you know and those messages were like filling my inboxes and whether it was I message your DMs and that it really I was in tears the whole day because that it says so much about who I am and who I've been building myself up to be you know for the past few years and Sometimes you, we don't see it right away. We can't. I can't look in the mirror and see it all the time. But when people come to me and say stuff like that, it just warms my heart. So thank you so much. Um, oh, so it means the world to me to know that like my light is just that bright. Uh, but yeah, I do a lot of stuff. And at first, I was afraid to do a lot of stuff. At first, um, I started off just like coaching, and I had a business coach who was also like spiritually based. So I was very comfortable working with her and wanting to just coach on healing and our energies and chakras and stuff like that mm-hmm. but the more I got into my chakra work like people now call me the chakra queen because I talk a lot about chakras and a lot of stuff I do is based on that but the more I started to learn about them everything else was just opening up to me and I'm like I can't just do one thing I have like I feel like I'm meant to do like so much so when I went back to Thailand um, last year that's when I started to get into like a, I started literally calling in my spiritual mentors and you know really they helped me like um, practice with my intuition and get into like that level of healing um, is when I started doing breath work and when I went to sound therapy because I knew again I, I wanted to be I'm not I'm a limitless person and I wanted to explore the depths of that 
the more I get into all this stuff, the more I understand that there's just so much to this world of spirituality. And I don't want to close myself off from any of it. Right. Uh, so sound therapy was amazing, but breathwork is something that I'm doing current, like now consistently a few times a week. I trained with Milana Snow. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but I did her breathwork workshop. Milana Snow is amazing. Milana, if you're listening, I love you. She knows I love her, but she, um, and she, you know, she, with her workshop, I was introduced to it like other healers and in my community, people who are in my area and we're actually meeting up tomorrow. So it's like really dope that I get to talk about them. But, um, uh, so yeah, breathwork is something I, I'm focusing, not focusing on, but I'm just doing a lot of right now. Um, but just uh, everything I, we can go on and on coaching. I like to sprinkle it into my coaching. So if you're going to work with me, then, you know, we work on your chakras, we do breath work, um, maybe once a week, try to maybe do everything into the coaching, but depending on what it is that you want, then I'm honestly open to offering every single thing separately or together. Okay. I like that. So can you talk a little bit about breath work? What does, what is breath work for people that just have never like thought about their breathing aside from, okay. So, you know, breath life. <laughs> breath is literally life. Um, and a lot of us don't realize that we're not breathing properly most of the time. So, um, with the breath work I do, it's holotropic breath work. And it's a pattern of breath work that really allows you like tap into like your, you know, deep levels of consciousness. It's a three pattern breath. And with that three pattern, like you're still obviously conscious, but you just keep going deeper and deeper. To, to really explain it is a lot, but it's honestly just a pattern of breath that opens you up to all of these levels. And then clarity honestly begins to rain in. Some people have like um, physical reactions to it as they're breathing. Some of it may be emotional. Some people start seeing things or feeling things, hearing things. It's really um, powerful to watch and to experience for myself. I try to do my breathwork on myself um, at least once a week, or maybe I have a friend, we do an exchange. But it, that pattern of breath, it's, it's more than just breathing in and out. It's more than that. It's really taking your breath and bringing it throughout all your chakras from your ground chakra all the way to your crown. You know, sometimes you just stop at the root, but then it's really important to take it all the way down to the ground and to your feet. Um, I've walked away from sessions, whether it was me or someone else, and people just being like, what the fuck was that? Like, wow. And they just start writing or they start crying or they, you know, screaming. And it's, it's so powerful to experience because breath truly is life and, it is um it, you know people don't i don't know that they understand the depths of that so i'm really looking forward to bringing breath work you know deeper into the black community because a lot of these things like there's very taboo but it is where we come from mm-hmm. so i want to begin reintroducing it into our communities i would love that because i i consider it kind of to be like a a major activator when it comes to the chakras it's like you when you're doing chakra work and you're breathing properly and you're kind of like entering that meditative which can also be uh just like slightly um transit state that is where you like on some you on another level you don't even know you don't even know yeah you'll you know when you come back <laughs> as someone who facilitates it sometimes i'm like what where where was i where was I? Did I just ask for shop? I've seen, you know, my brother passed away when I was um, when we were a kid. 
So he's like the third child, and then my younger sister came in after. But one of the first times I ever did breath work, I got to have like a conversation with him, a real life conversation. And that's when I understood the power of it. I was like, this is real. I had meditated before, obviously I had prayed before, I had journaled and all of these things. But being able to have a non-verbal conversation with my brother who passed away over 20 years ago, over 25 years ago, that's when I was like, oh. It's some real shit. Everyone, everyone <laughs> needs to experience right. this. I was like, I cannot keep this a secret. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. That, yeah. That's that's life changing. That changes how you view your entire journey. Yeah, it does. It because again, it, it takes you back to you. Um, oh, I don't know anything at all. I'm still learning. Yeah, that I realize I'm still learning, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, you, we get to certain points where we're like, oh, you know, I got this. I'm good, child. Like here I come. <laughs> And then something like that happens and it kind of knocks you right back down off that right. pedestal. Like, okay, humbled. Got it. Right. Exactly. Experience, yeah. Exactly. So what kind of as you were traveling and, and discovering these was breath work kind of like your first entry into um, like your spiritual awakening or coming out? so to speak like what was like one of your like early experiences that kind of like set everything else off for you when it comes to spirituality in general okay so quick story in 20 what was it 2017 this was before i went back to thailand because um, i had come home for some time so um november of 2017 it actually happened on 11 11 so that's one part of it and i only realized that afterwards it was 11 11 november 11 my cousin was having a wedding and some guy came up to me, don't know who he is. Till this day, I couldn't point him out in like a line. I can't even tell my cousin, like, remember that guy that was I don't know who he is. Almost like he wasn't there. And he looked at me and he said, um, something's gonna happen to you six months from now. And it's gonna change the trajectory of your life. And I'm like, all right, okay, guy. Yeah. Even someone who had like, was beginning to learn spirituality, you know, just even Googling stuff, you know, I wasn't like deep in it, but he looked at me, he's like, you have no idea who you are. And I'm like, okay. He's like, six months from now, you're going to want to call me. I promise you. On April 20th of 2018, 420, not even six months yet, I had my spiritual waiting. And that's when I was like, for, you know, sometimes the spiritual waking for people can be like a really like, be like a tower moment, right? And, you know, the tower moments came, the purging came. But I woke up that day and I knew I knew from the depths of my soul that I was never going to be the same person. It could have been, it was almost like it was written on the wall. But you know, you've had those feelings where it's like, oh, spirit is talking to me like this is different. I was different on that day. That's when I started doing meditation. I only just started breath work this year. But that's when I started doing meditation, like going deep into it. When I'm saying meditation, I mean like hours at a time I was in meditation. So even though I had been doing all this research and maybe reading a couple books here and there, I really didn't get into anything until that day, 420, 2018. And if I could go back and think or find him somehow and thank him or just even ask him more questions, I absolutely would. But it's almost like he doesn't exist. I don't know. Um, but I, ever since that day, I've been a completely different person. And I went right into meditation, 
right into like finding everything I, I was Googling. I would just spend time with myself in a room, like writing stuff down, meditation. Okay, go back, writing stuff down, meditation, like consistently because it was almost like I, that's when my mission started. Mm-hmm. My mission had started and I had to start learning. I had to start practicing. And it went from um, meditation to learning that I, you know, my healing was really intuitive as well. And people would look at me and say, how did you know that? Or how, you know, I would say some people like, can you read my mind? And so like things like that would start happening. Like, oh, okay, I, I'm doing this intuitively now. I'm channeling now because then all of that started coming in. Remember I sent you the email that you yeah. said something about um, like you were burping or something. And that's how you knew like you were channeling. The same thing happens to me. And so that's when it started happening around that time. But it took a while before I realized what it actually was. Oh, yeah. So people would come to me and say, oh, I, how did you know what was on my mind? I was like burping and stuff. And I didn't know I was channeling. I didn't know I was receiving downloads. Um, so it's been interesting. Meditation to then the intuitive part. And then just getting introduced to breath work just recently. Sound therapy and breath work are the ones that were, you know, recently introduced to me. So fairly new, but I'm still like really dope at it. Yes. And, you know, I read something that said when you first are learning about something, that's the best time to share it and teach it because you are really absorbing like so much of it that you can easily transfer that knowledge over. A lot of people will sometimes, you know, you'll hear popular opinions say oh you should you know you shouldn't teach things or share things or work with people if you're just starting out but you know studies have shown that that is actually the best time to do it when you're first starting out absolutely um I uh, and I'm learning that too even like in this moment that I don't need the certification I don't need that diploma or degree I don't need to have read all the books because I know so much now um we just have to trust ourselves. A lot of people don't trust what it is that they know and what's coming into their experience. We're meant to share our experience, however it's coming in that moment. So I completely agree with you. Completely agree. And I'm too starting, you know, getting more into teaching as I'm learning and not mm-hmm. feeling the need to have it all figured out. No, it's, we're not going to ever have it all figured out. That's yeah. No one's going to have it all figured out. Yeah, because it then causes you to have to wear this mask of I know all the answers. I got it all together, you know, and then you jump into that wheel that a lot of people are running in trying to present, you know, a a perfect person to the world when it really isn't like that or trying to presenting that perfection and then kind of throwing it off as like, oh, I'm real, you know, that that fake reality. So I think it's really important for us to allow people to see us in our different facets and phases. And that's, I I cuss. So that's just like, that's what I do. You know, I'm an emotional person. So you might get some emotion. But at the same time, we are all here. Even, you know, I tell my clients, like, y'all are a part of my journey, a part of my healing process, a part of my growth. Because without those connections, it doesn't happen. And I've also learned that when you are in connection in these sessions with clients, you don't have to have all the knowledge because most of the time you are, it's less of your consciousness speaking and more of spirit imparting the downloads of what that individual needs. And you could have never, you know, picked up a book that, that read the way that you could read a person when you are 
in mode. And that's before I enter any session, whether it's with a, you know whether it's one on one coaching or breathwork or whatever it is, I always you know have my moments of you know silence, and I always say, "Spirit, all of you and none of me." And it's not necessarily what I know, but it's what's meant to be coming through in that moment, whether I do know it or not. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, um, I you know I always my intention is that it's always coming from spirit. Um, See, so yeah, that's really powerful. It's really really powerful. I say something real similar. <laughs> yes. Of course you do. Of course, because we soul sisters. <laughs> I, I already know. You know, we're soul sisters, and this was. It only makes sense that you would say something similar. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always the, the, the like. I listen to your podcast. I tell people this. I've told people about you, obviously. I'm like, guys, I found a podcast that I feel like I could have started. I say that. I'm like, I listen to it. I'm like, I feel like I'm the one speaking. Like, I feel like I'm the one who started this. And, and that's so beautiful because I resonate so deeply with everything that you say. Like, hot, like episode after episode, I'm like, yes, yes, amazing, perfect, yes, let's do it. And so when I sent you that email, I'm like, we have to have this conversation because I felt that connection immediately. Your content, your work is something that I truly like. If you know people, oh, I wish I did that. I would have. I said, I wish I would have done that. Do so, it. I do my do homework, it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I will. Do it because I, I and and that is the energy that I think that we have to keep in in this community because every you know everybody that's called is not called to necessarily do something different or even necessarily the same. We have our own individual calling. So if you are called to start a podcast, if you are called to do work that may look similar, and I just put a post up today about this. If you are called to release something that may even look similar similar to what somebody else is, people have to understand that the energy and the purpose of the product is different. You know, yeah. I can put and I, I recently started releasing um, abundance candles that have like a manifestation quote on them. And I was a little bit hesitant when I was in my ego about releasing it because I'm like, other people have done this before, but spirit was like, this is different. And this is your ministry and your calling. This is what we're calling you to do and to release. And so I always struggle with like new products, releasing new products. I'm like, you know, a lot of people have Sage on their website, but no, when the Sage comes from you, it comes from you. The energy is different. Your energy. You, you are calling in the people who are meant to, you know, buy from you, to work with you. Exactly. That everyone should realize that's super special. So it even is. as I'm saying, like, oh, I wish I could do, I'm absolutely going to start my own podcast. And because I know that there are people who are waiting to hear my story and to hear yes. from what I have, you know, what I have to offer. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. And I'll be listening, you know, I'll be subscribing we'll be, because we're going to do this for a while. Yeah, because, you know, we we have to be able to sit at the table with each other and support each other's growth. And I'm putting myself out there publicly to say, like, for real, for real, if you need, like, help or guidance with it, you know, let me know. Because we have to start supporting each other for real in the in the black spiritual community. You know, we have to. Just gonna say that when I stepped into this world, when I finally said, "Okay, you know what? I'm being called to do something. Let me start connecting. At least just seeing what you know what's going on in the community." 
was like, where the black people at? Where the black women at? Where we at? Yeah. And she took me for, I don't know why, so long to find people doing the work like you. Um, it was very whitewashed. And I'm like, where are my people? Do we not do this stuff? Do we not coach? Do we not do energy work? Like, what is going on? So having this representation and having all of us sitting at one table and saying, no, nah, it's all of us. And we're all going to do the work and we're going to represent and we're going to create the space for you to learn from us and with us. I think that's so important. You know, I think about who I needed when I was a teenager coming out and being an atheist and all, you know, identity crisis and I wish I had someone like me, like, you know, right now. So I'm going to be the person who I needed back then. And it's going to take a village. It's always going to take a village. Always. And now you're part of my village. I'm part of yours. And that's something that's really important. Yeah. It's, it's so important for us to connect on a sisterhood level and start putting our money where our hashtag and captions are. Okay. Like, let's get real about yeah, really yes. supporting and being authentic about the sisterhood because the sisterhood is fucked up right now. We are not holding each other up. We are not supporting each other. We, we got to do better. We have to do better. So we will be the change that we want to see. Yeah. So start that podcast girl. Cause it's plenty of room at the table. It's plenty of room and you're going to provide something that is unique for everybody that listens to you and they can listen to you they can listen to me they can listen to somebody else and and get every piece of what they need we're pieces we're not the whole of somebody's healing process and that's what it is i'm not trying to offer you the whole picture i'm offering you the piece you need right now right you know, and then you go to the next you know woman you take what you need from there and like we just have to keep circulating that love and that energy amongst us i'm so with you on that we need to do that and our we need each other right now more than ever more than ever we need each other yeah let's let's do the work let's do it well i have some little rapid fire questions that i'm gonna ask you that i ask all my guests um what is your go-to spiritual practice meditation Okay. Always, it's always. I think because I started off with it, it's just it's like home. It's always you know, go back home. Yeah, definitely meditation. What about your go-to spiritual tool? Ooh, breath work. And maybe it's not necessarily going deep into like the holotropic breath work. Maybe it's just doing um, breathing techniques because um, breathing always grounds me. Okay, I like that. Um, what would you like to be remembered for? My, my story is really important to me. And people always tell me that the way I storytell is really dope. I want to be remembered for how I tell a story and for how I take you through a journey and for how I um, help you grow and develop into more of who you are. That is my purpose here. Oh, you can even open up the podcast with a story, girl. We're going to talk, though. We're going to talk. <laughs> We're going to talk. <laughs> Um, guilty pleasure. Oh my god. Um pizza and Netflix. Okay, okay. Every time. Mine is um reality TV. I've been real I've been going real easy on it though. I haven't watched it in, in a while, just being in but my grind. This, it'll be reality stuff on Netflix, like um 
what is selling sunset stuff like that? Oh, I live for it. Yeah, all those shots. I've I've watched all of them. Yes. 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 I like that. (laughs) Um, Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. Okay. Okay. Nope. Okay. Right, Beyonce because Virgo, and I stand by Virgo. Sorry, but I absolutely love Beyonce. Uh, okay. Beyonce, but definitely. I love both of them. I just like to ask that question. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to ask that question. It tells me a lot about a person. Okay. I think it does too. You're not lying. That's true. <laughs> what is your bucket list travel destination? South Africa. I think it's so, that's like an easy one. I think a lot of people pick South Africa, but it has been at the top of my list for as long as I can remember. And I've literally been everywhere else except South Africa. It is at the top of my list. Okay. All right. Um, Sleep in or get up early? Get up early. I'm very much a morning person. Okay. Wine, liquor, champagne, or water? Champagne. Okay. All right. Heart chakra or your third eye chakra? Oh, another hard one. This another, is just, yes. No, right? <laughs> That's really hard. I'm going to say my heart. Every, I, everything comes from here. It's a great answer, though. Either the one of those would have been good, but that's a great answer. Yeah. Um, girlfriends or Moesha? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. I got some things about Moesha. We'll talk about that later, but definitely girlfriends now. I've had some thoughts. I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, it wasn't the same. It didn't age well for me. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk. Um, (laughs) And the last one is Drew Hill or Jagged Edge? Jagged Edge. Wow. You are my first Jagged Edge, girl. I got to let you go with that because. mm. So my friend is getting married next month and we've been putting together the playlist. There's not one Drew Hill song on there, but I promise you some Jagged Edge on there. We we're, we played some last night. We're like, oh, okay. I remember. Yes. Take it back. Definitely Jagged Edge. Y'all don't have no Drew Hill? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to text you some yeah. Drew Hill. Like, for real? They, they are. Listen, I love okay. Jagged Edge, like, but. Any songs from Drew Hill that I, I like listen to? Maybe two and Thank y'all for listening. Um, catch me on the next. Girl, I got to let you go because this is just not working. <laughs> this is just not working, sis. You know, fuck that sisterhood. Like it's got to be. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Stacy, for coming on and being a guest. It was such a beautiful pleasure to have you on this podcast i really appreciate you um allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to ask about coming on to the podcast because i would have probably asked you as a guest anyways you know sometimes we don't allow ourselves to ask people you know to allow us into their space or can I connect with you because we're afraid of rejection. So I feel like that was a beautiful thing. And, you know, I do get people that ask me to come on the podcast and, you know, a lot of times I have to kind of sit with that question and really make sure that I'm moving with intention and in, in direction that spirit has me, but it was a no brainer when you reached out to me, I was like, duh, yes, this is going to be Oh. People can, like, you can tell me, oh, like, you look beautiful, da, da, da. I don't, when 
when people talk about like my energy and my soul and like that's what gets me that gets me so emotional and that makes me know that I'm doing what I gotta do because yeah. that's what matters the most my, my energy is so sacred to me my soul is so sacred to me so when people can like look at me or just feel me and be like yes then like I'm good yes that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're so welcome. So guys, listen, Stacy offers again, um, you know, spiritual guidance. She offers assistance with helping you find your purpose, doing shadow work, chakra work, breath work, as she discussed also, as well as again, working on doing manifestation work and mindfulness and intentional work. Um, Stacy, tell everybody how they can find you, how they can connect with you and, all of the deeds. My website is currently under construction, but that is okay because if you go to um, Braving Wander on Instagram, click the link in my bio and every single one of my offerings are up there and just search around and like look at some of my content and, you know, uh, you know, just see if you're aligned or not. I really want people to come to me because they feel aligned. So definitely look at my work and see, you know, make sure that you're feeling me, but everything you need to know will be in my um, link in my bio. Awesome. Awesome. So what's the website going to be? Because, you know, people will be listening to this. It'll be oh. bravingwander.com. Yeah. Okay. All right. So feel free to check and see if it's up and running. Um, what's next for you, Stacy? What are you up to? What's next is my podcast, to be honest. I've been called and Spirit's been telling me. And after this conversation now, I feel like I have, like, bits and pieces of everything, you know, put together. But now I'm feeling the push. And the funny thing is I have a date. So it, I don't know what I've been waiting on, but I have a date. Um, so when it's time, everybody can know. Okay. You have a name yet? Or that's, we, okay. it's really funny. Like I just, I just know the date. Okay. Every, I know that I trust that everything will come to me when it's meant to. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys stay tuned. Definitely follow Stacy on Instagram, connect with her, let her know that you heard the podcast and we, I'll talk to you guys a little bit later. Well, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. There are a couple of things I want you to do for me. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast with at least one person that you know would benefit from hearing Real Talk with the Spiritual Bestie. If you have products and services that you know are right for my audience and you want to sponsor an episode, you can do that by emailing me at candy at the and we can talk details. Also, if you're interested in monetarily supporting the podcast, you can do so through Cash App, dollar sign Spiritual Bestie. Be sure to check out my websites, www.thespiritualbestie.com, where you can book appointments or shop in my shop, read my blog, and kind of see the latest of what's going on with The Spiritual Bestie. Thank you guys again so much for your love and support. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.